mean, <laughs> out of here. Yeah, out of here. Yeah, it service a lot of places. Yeah. We did have a map, and I don't know if Fred or Lee started that map that we showed every destination that has been trucked out of here. And it was literally just a, it ended up, we took it down because it was falling apart. Yeah. But I mean, it was just full of pin marks. I mean, you really couldn't see anything else on it. That helps open up your eyes to see yeah. exactly what all, you know, yeah. people are coming from and where they're going to. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry, from business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also, to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, this is Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. Once again, appreciate everybody uh, listening to us, watching us on YouTube. We're uh, definitely trying to get some good information out to you every week, and we have a new episode drop every Wednesday. On today's episode, I'm in Oklahoma. We are at Port 33, and we are going to highlight uh, the capabilities, the history, the services, and what all takes place at Port 33. And to do that, i got three of the guys sitting here that have run this place, and I've got a lot of tenure here. And we're going to talk to them about all of that stuff and even more because it's it's a round table. We're all sitting around here, and we figured this would be the best way to talk about everything that takes place at Port 33, uh, the responsibilities uh, that go on here. I'm going to tell you what, there's things that, um, that are done here that I didn't even know until I took like a second or third tour yesterday out here, and you find out some of this stuff. and. It's really good to, to just learn more about the company as, you know, we're trying to, uh, with this podcast, I wanted to reach out to different parts of Bruce Oakley. You know, we've gone to several different places and try to give all our listeners an idea of, of just the whole big picture of Bruce Oakley Incorporated and what all it entails. So today we're going to talk to Lucas Taylor, Lee Cole and Josh Taylor here at Port 33. A used semi-truck is a great way to kick off your career as an owner-operator on a budget, and buying from a reputable dealer like Aero Truck Sales ensures you're getting a reliable truck that fits your needs. They carry trucks from all the major manufacturers in the trucking industry and perform a thorough inspection of every truck on their lot to ensure safety and quality and give you confidence that you're getting a reliable truck that will last you for years at a price that you can afford. Being a longtime partner with Oakley Trucking and the Oakley Podcast, we trust them to provide our owner-operators with a truck that fits their needs and matches our qualifications. So whether you're a first-time owner-operator or just looking for a new-to-you rig, be sure to give Keith Wilson and Trey Visor a call at 573-216-6047 and let them know you heard it here on the Oakley Podcast. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Just fine. I appreciate y'all joining me, letting me come in, crash your party, wreck your office, and take you away from your job for a little while. Let's start. Introduce yourself, Josh. Let's start with you. Yeah, I'm Josh Taylor. I'm general manager here at Oakley's and Port 33 in Muskogee. Been with the company for about legally 29 years. Legally? Legally. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, when I was 18, I got hired on. Worked for my father and just worked through the whole channels of everything. So ended back up here at Port 33 about three years ago as a general manager. Got a family? Family. 
got a wife, two kids. One's in college, one's in high school. Oh, nice. So, How yep. about you, Lico? I'm Lico. I'm one of the terminal managers here. I've been here for 33 years. I, like Josh, started out at a pretty young age here, and I've worked with these two guys pretty much my whole career here. Got a family, kids, wife. Like the bass fish. Like the ba- love the bass fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not very good at it, but I like it. No, so. I know better than yeah. that. I've been with you a couple of times. <laughs> You're real good at it. Uh, like I said, I've worked with these guys my whole career. So they're like family just to me. You know, I grew up with them and they grew up with me. So it's a pretty good uh, group here. Yeah. How about you, Lucas? Uh, Lucas Taylor. I'm the other co terminal manager here at Oakley's Park 33. I've been here 10 years, but um, through high school, I worked on a, um, a work program. And then after high school, I went to the uh, Marine Corps for 12 years and then got out of the Marine Corps and came back here to Oakley's Port 33. Started off back here as a logistics manager. And then within three years, I ended up uh, rotating over to co-terminal manager with Mr. Lee Cole here. Mm. Now, also, I heard you mention something yesterday when we were riding around. You was riding your bike here at a young age. Yes. So our father, Steve Taylor, he would bring his kids out here during lunchtime, slow days, and we would just terrorize the port on bicycles and what have you around the facility. So you guys, I mean, this has pretty much been y'all's life. It's all we know. Yeah. It's all you know. I mean, you worked here the, the whole time. Hey, now... It used to be Johnston Port 33, and I guess your dad yep. ran it. For, yep. when the, how long had, did he work well, here? In 77 is when he came down during a coal run out of Kansas, out of southeast Kansas. Uh, that's how he caught word of it and came down. They hired him and uh, started loading petroleum coke and coal barges, and that was with Pillsbury. Yeah. And then after Pillsbury, Johnston Grain out of Enid, Oklahoma, wanted to get originator grain here on the river. So he got to know Mr. Lou Mybergen real well and talked Mr. Lou Mybergen buying Pillsbury out. So that's really how Johnston started here on the river, was bringing grain in and loading it out. So it was already, I mean, there was already a small port here. Correct. time, I guess. Yes, and then when y'all, when your dad started working, Johnston Port 33 just started growing. Growing. Growing, kept growing, yeah. Yep. A lot of history here, isn't it? A lot of history. Yeah. A lot of good history. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good history. So give somebody that doesn't know anything about what a port does, you know, some of the significance of Port 33 and what you do here. Well, with the pandemic is what really brightened a lot of people's eyes up when that happened. It slowed everything down and it made people realize how important a river was and what they brought up the river from overseas to domestic that people had no idea it's how it got here. I mean, from wood pulp for toilet paper and paper towels to your clay for your ceramic tiles to steel coils for your oil field pipe. I mean, from one spot, broad spectrum to the nether is what 
people just don't understand what bulks products we bring in. So yeah, yeah. Anything y'all want to add to that? Well, we're just happy that we're diversifying in so many different materials to move on the river system to make it more economical and better for the environment. So we just keep growing and just within a short period of time of Josh Taylor just being the GM here, it's really progressed and opened up a, a lot of different uh, aspects of materials and how to move it up the, up and down the river. I think, you know, the the general public don't understand a lot of that, you know, that travels up and down the river and then what all the port has to do to to keep moving that material. So you have capabilities here of uh, barge to truck, barge to storage. What all do you do there, Lee? Yeah, we do. We have the capabilities of doing barge to truck to barge. You know, it. that's our main ingredient right there. One of the main, our real bread and butters are for the ag industry. Of course, the grain going out and the amount of fertilizer. I mean, everywhere from Kansas, Missouri, Colorado, Texas. I mean, we move a tremendous amount of tons of fertilizer into those areas that otherwise would have to go by rail or semi or because this is the farthest inland point. port that you can go north, I guess. That is west. West of the Mississippi River. West yeah. of the Mississippi, as far as they can get, you can get barge traffic. Yeah. This is it. You're at the yeah. end of it. And that is correct. And, you know, though, you know, that grain has to move. The farmers depend on it. And there's a lot of other people even that depend on it, not just the farmers, but even export markets. I mean, they depend on this river to move the commodity. So you've got them coming, I mean, way up like Kansas. Where's a lot of the grain come from? Kansas, yeah. South Dakota, North Dakota, a little bit from North Dakota, yeah. but, you know, turning around and going right back with fertilizers, yeah. going Colorado. I mean, we've even trucked out to California, Utah. Utah. I mean, go figure. No, I mean, <laughs> out of here. Yeah, out of here. Yeah, it serves a lot of places. Yeah. We did have a map, and I don't know if Fred or Lee started that map, that we showed every destination that has been trucked out of here, and it was literally just a – it ended up – we took it down because it was falling apart, yeah. but, I mean, it was just full of pin marks. I mean. You really couldn't see anything else on it. That helps open up your eyes to see yeah. exactly what all you know yeah. people are coming from and where they're going to. Yeah. Speaking of trucks, I mean, you know, when it gets busy, there's a lot of trucks rolling through here. I mean, yeah. what's how many trucks typically? Any given day, about eight hundred. Busy days, you could see a thousand trucks in and out of here. From no kidding. Fertilizer trucks going out, grain trucks coming in. Scrap steel trucks, petroleum cold trucks, aggregates, yep. lightweight ag, big iron. Uh, so, I mean, a lot, of, products, a lot of trucks. I mean, that's a, how do you even keep up? <laughs> it's a monster. And that's what we call it, the big monster. And it takes a lot to feed it. I mean, Man, how many people you got working here? Right now, we have close to 90 people here, Port 33. I still don't seem like enough. It's not a lot it's of not, time. 
Especially when you get busy. Yeah. You know, with trucks coming in out here and everything else. And then barges, I mean, good grief. How many barges you load and unload every day? Well, on average, it's around six. But uh, within our docks, we have seven multi-purpose docks. If we're running at full capacity, we can put a barge at each dock and say we're doing fertilizer. Therefore, we can unload. We've unloaded twelve barges of fertilizer in one day with within our shift rotations and everything like that, and that's been pretty good. Twelve now, barges in one day. You correct. Done that? Yes, and then that's also within those two rotations. That's producing about forty trucks an hour outbound out of this facility in order to get the trucks in and get them out with the product. That's a lot. That's a lot of tonnage moving. Yeah. You've got to understand the history and how it was developed and grown. Steve, our father, was the main mind behind it. And then his brother, Fred Taylor, came in and helped support Steve for 32 years or 36 years, whatever it was. And Steve and Fred, they masterminded this whole thing, but it just didn't take them. It took our schedulers. It took our lead men. And, you know, just like I said, I've been here 29, 30 years. Lee, Lucas, our guys, schedule coordinators down there, coordinating all the barges. Dwayne George has been here close to 26 years harbor captain's been here 25 you know so and it takes a lot just to keep the to control the monster mm-hmm. i mean it, it is that's what it is and, and experience does that i mean people have been here for years i mean it's a i mean it's the same way at oakley trucking it's the same at you know at jantran a lot of people yeah. Yeah, you know, we were walking into Oakland Trucking in North Little Rock and see the sea of dispatchers. We're like, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's a sight. How's this? Yeah, how's yeah. this organized? It's, yeah. it's typically not. <laughs> Bloop Zone has opened a new location in Statesville, North Carolina. It's located north of Statesville on Highway 77, just west of Exit 59. Lubezone services both single trucks and truck fleets, so whether you're driving through or you have a trucking company nearby, Lubezone are the experts to turn to. Lubezone's specialty is full-service oil changes that take approximately 30 to 40 minutes. They also offer tractor-trailer grease, gearbox service, generator service, reefer service, and DOT inspections. They also go the extra mile when it comes to quality control. What does that mean? That means your semi-truck is checked not just once, but twice to ensure all service and parts are good to go. LoopZone does this so you can rest easy knowing that your truck is in top condition. No other service center knows semi-trucks better than LoopZone. Check out LoopZone.com for all their locations, and when you go in there, tell them you heard it on the Oakley Podcast. So let's cover some specifics on some things like when we took the tour yesterday, Lee, and you were, you know, you were showing me the towboat and, you know, the capabilities of, moving the barges and your fleets and stuff. And you got two or three, three or four tow boats. Yeah, we actually have five boats total. Uh, one of them's at Muskogee. But the that's the one thing that kind of sets Port 33 uh, apart from our closest competition, which would be Port of Catoosa. Uh, we run our own harbor service. We have our own fleeting areas. We have the capability to make a 
a switch or a decision uh, on what barges we're going to make and when we're going to make it at the drop of a hat. Uh, a lot of uh, other ports and terminals don't have that capability. We do. We can be loading, unloading fertilizer barge today and something jump up and have a, another customer that needs to unload because they're going to run out. We can make those changes on the fly. And a lot of companies can't do that. A lot of ports don't have that capability. They got to call in the service. They got to call in and request. It's as simple as which Charlie Smith runs our fertilizer. He's a, well, so-and-so is going to run out of fertilizer. Well, they got a barge here. Well, we're going to make that switch and do that barge next. Oh, a lot of ter- ports and terminals don't have that capability. We, we do. control our own destiny. We can control our own destiny. That probably gives you the customer service yeah. yes. part of it to where yeah. you, get, you give them something they just can't get everywhere. And that is true. LP Trucking, they call. They yeah. Yeah. You get it done. It's, yeah. it's not a, no, sorry, we can't do yeah. it. You get it done. And that's by having your own tow correct. and being able to make those decisions. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. What's some of the, you know, we were, I keep going back to riding around this whole plant yesterday and, and showing me some of that stuff. And I think it's unique, the uh, compost you're doing now. Josh had, you were talking that you had come up with the idea. Yeah, my wild hair brain idea. Yeah. And me, the was a yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, everybody loves it because we're thinking out of the box on the whole thing. And we had our truck clean out for when our truck, grain trucks come in and dump. They have to turn around and clean out. So we have a location everybody, all the trucks can clean out. But we was having to spend quite a bit of money having this material grains hauled off. So I was scratching my head and came up to with bringing in mulch and composting it with this or used grain and setting on it, compost it and screen it out, which we had all the equipment here. We had all the infrastructure here. We really didn't even have to go out and buy nothing to make this happen. It was all here in our hands. We just had to put it together and make it work. We're into our second year of it now, and it's yeah. really starting to kick off. Uh, we've been uh, starting to bag it. We got a bagging machine. Well, yeah, and, he uh, was showing me the homemade bagging. Yeah, machine out there. That's pretty neat. Yeah, right? and uh, so it's really starting to take off. We're more or less into nurseries right now, is where we're at, or your mom and pop co-ops or farm elevators, and you know. It's just going to pick up, you know, the organic side of everything's picking up and you hear it every day. Uh, so hopefully here before long, we'll be into uh, selling compost to some organic farms and yeah. things like that. But uh, it's tell, me, tell me what all you offer, what all you have here. Right company. now, currently we have our compost, which is just a regular compost that uh, we've developed. It's all state OMRI. Certified certification. And so we have a regular just run compost dirt. And then we have our special blend that we have, which has our. Yeah, it'll be compost dirt. We have the ability to add worm castings, also pumice, mulch. And it's just kind of a good garden mix. Mm. Um, 
So we have that. We have red, black, brown, and natural colored landscape mold. So you can color it. Yeah, yep. we color it here. Okay. We have to gr regrind it. I'll grind it and then color it. But and then we have just regular dirt. Topsoil. Topsoil. River rock. River rock. I have a little bit of river rock. Um, the topsoil kind of was a... It was kind of a necessary evil force because with having our own fleets, those fleets have to be maintained in order to get barges into them. They have a depth that they have to be. Well, with flows, you always get silting, so we continuously had to dredge them. We've been doing that, I would assume, even before I was here. That dredge dirt's got to go somewhere, so we've been putting it on the land for the last 30 years plus. When Josh came in, he was like, you know, we were having to haul it farther away to have a place to put it. Josh was we like, have to dredge at our own cost. Yeah. He's like, we're going to start selling this stuff and get some of that money back. So we started screening it. We like process it and screen it and sell it. And it's sells you. So y'all have to dredge the, this whole eight miles? No, just our fleets. Just so the who, fleets. Who, who dredges the river? Four Corps of Engineers is responsible for that. Right. Yeah. I was thinking, okay. Y'all just yeah. do your Our fleets, fleets where you yeah. get in and out, I guess. And that's a... I mean, is that an everyday year, job? Year-round. I mean, we don't dredge every day, but we need to, to maintain them. And we just, with the equipment that we have today, we just, I'm going to say, keep up barely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What about sidetrack 2019 flood? Man. Ugly. Ugly. Wasn't it, though? I, mean, I know it was everywhere in North Little Rock. But yeah. What kind of effect did it have on you guys up here? Well, so much as an effect, not nearly as much as it did Muscovy, and Josh can talk on that. But our facility, nothing flooded. It was one foot away from breaking the crest, which is the first place to flood, is down there at Southport. And it was one foot away from breaking the crest of our plane of land going into our warehouse. So we got really lucky. So we just really consolidated all of our equipment and our guys and everybody like that kind of really held strong during that period of time. We stayed working and kept it together. So we got very lucky on our end. But as in Muskogee, our other facility wasn't so lucky. Yeah, it got over the banks there, didn't it? Yeah, it got over the banks. It was all our lease facility was underwater anywhere from nine foot to three foot of water. So it wiped all our offices out, everything. We was able to get all our equipment moved up and out by rolling equipment, but all our warehouses, domes, all our customers, rebars, everything got water on it. So. Did it run a lot of stuff, I guess? Yeah, it ruined a lot of your fertilizers and rebar, uh, a lot of iron and coal, steel coals, uh, petroleum coke piles were moved around. I mean, it, it touched everything. Feed, just everything. At the, is that the highest you've ever seen it? That, yes. That, that was the recorded highest ever it's ever been here. Yeah. Man, if it, had, if it had come over here, I mean, 
Would it have swapped out the, or got into the stuff on the south side? Yeah. Which we didn't even talk about. We need to talk about that, yeah. too. We're, we were, during the flood, we were as much vulnerable from the backside as we were from the river because of the creek that lies all the bottom land that's behind us. The creek, the river was so high, the creek backed up that feeds in Salt Creek, which is down below us. And it was just uh sea of water all around us we were just kind of the island sticking yeah. out here mm. so we were as much a threat of having water come in from the back as we were the front i guess when it receded y'all went to work well we didn't really go to work because there was no barge traffic for five months yeah five to seven months so at the scobie we didn't lay anybody off but they sure mowed the lawn twice a day you know and they were happy to you know uh everybody came together and just knew what they had to do and was there was no fighting or bickering i mean we painted things we cleaned things out we mowed we shoveled and just kept busy doing that yeah that when you have those challenges i mean that tells you who's sticking with you and who ain't yeah yeah you know, when you come together and really get a little closer, go yeah. through go through a little tragedy, you get a little bit closer and learn from it. Yeah. And like I was just impressed with Lee and the boats because of all the barges that we had and Lee can speak on the number, just all the barges had to get put up on fleets and those guys maintain those barges and make sure that they were safe consistently, you know, all through the hours and all through that during that flood. Mm. Yeah, we run 24 hours around the clock with people watching fleets. I mean, we went to fleets. We had a Jan, maybe two Jantram boats here at that time. How many how many barges did we have? We were around 160-something. It, it was every fleet we had was packed to the gills. You could get on barges and walk the whole fleet and not ever get off of them. It, it was... I hope I never see that again. Right, right, because it's a stressful situation. Yeah. yeah. And we were very fortunate, you know, we were able to put things up and we had some people that came in and helped us get them all secured. Uh, I'm not sure if today we still have all the lines out of the trees. I mean, <laughs> you go you go in there today and you look up and you see, you know, 20 foot, there'd be a line in a tree that was water level. It it was tough on everybody. It was, tough. it was a tough deal for sure. Let's talk about that south side because when we come in here, when people come in to the porch, you know, you come down the middle of it to the T, and you yeah. got the left, which is the north side, which is all of the, the, I guess, the main part, and then the south side. So what's what's going on on the south side? Well, on the south side, that was Steve Taylor's dream. Once we developed port 33 on the north side and we needed to grow there wasn't we had used all the property on the north side so he started working on the south side buying up acreage from the local area farmers there farming that land and worked with the corps of engineers and it took eight to nine years for us to even break ground over there which we dug a slip off the channel that has capabilities of having four docks that barges could independently be worked on that slip but we unload discharge fertilizer it's a multi-purpose dock we can unload direct to truck we have sims fertilizer or sims 
scrap steel that loads scrap steel at one dock. And then we have a loadout conveyor dock that unload at. We have two warehouses, which is uh, what we call one of them. Our newest one was our Oakley warehouse that we built there. It has how many bins and how much storage no. capability? Well, you would ask me that. 36. 36,000. Yeah, I had to go back and look. It has three truck loadouts on yeah. the one side, and on the other side, we have our blend system, which our fertilizer, Oakley fertilizer. Explain. Explain what a blend system is. Go ahead, Lee. Blend system is when you take multiple fertilizers like MAPS or potashes and ureas, and you actually blend them together to create a different analysis. Um, you can add things like micronutrients like sulfur, zinc, uh, boron. There's a, just a whole host of micronutrients that you can add to a blend, but it's blending different fertilizers together to create a whole different fertilizer that's more applicable uh, for whatever the commodity is that's being grown, whether it's a a special blend for cotton or just maybe a special grass blend for a special pasture that and we know they keep the blends well the, that that the all I, no well the customer will do soil samples. they'll do soil samples oh, okay. and then uh, they'll tell them well this is the blend that you need for your particular pasture or field according to what it's what Lacking. it's deficient in and then they'll go to oakley fertilizer and either colby or a jared or one of those guys and they say this is what my soil analysis is this is the fertilizer i need and then they'll concoct up the blend and put it in the system and uh you were telling me yesterday while we were over there that i mean you could blend it yeah the truck pulls up yeah the truck pulls up and you can get ways in with his load number and then he goes back to the blender. They pull it up on the blender, and it's a pretty complicated system. It nine uh, different hoppers. Yeah, it knows how much fertilizer of each kind to put into the blend, and blends it right there and loads it on the truck. Uh, I call it a smart fertilizer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what it, it is. is. It is. It's a smart fertilizer that the farmers need. And you, buy, and, I mean, you you figure out how to do it. How long you been doing that? Is that blend? It's since 2000. We did the blender and we built that warehouse in 2015 when for Oakley. And then we did the blender right after that. So okay. end of 2015, 2016, Oakley Fertilizer put the blender in. Okay. So, so we also work. have the capability to cope urea with that blending system. You take a urea and you coat it with a chemical that helps it to not volatize as bad it's slower release into the soil so you don't lose your nitrogen we do a little bit of that also with the blender that's another and that that you might have said that well good job josh but the whole south side was about when do you start that about 2008 is that what we said yeah, yeah 2005 2008 yeah somewhere was when we built that originally and you still got room to grow out there don't oh you? yeah yeah we have room for two more slips, if needed, we still have plenty of acreage to grow for different customers. 
we have plans to bring a new inbound road off of our 412P to help the traffic off of 412P. So we have plenty of room to grow on that south end. So you got future plans? We have future plans. Yeah. We've talked to a few different steel customers that have future plans that want to grow with us. So there is stuff in the works. Well, that's good. You got the room to do it. Yep. Let's talk a minute about when Oakley, Bruce Oakley purchased Johnson 433. That was had to be a nerve-wracking situation. Just because I'm thinking that as long as I've been at Oakley, if somebody came and bought out Oakley trucking well, or Bruce Oakley, it would put a scare in me. I can only imagine when that all came about back in, Let's see, when was that? 2014. 14, yeah. when that happened. It was seamless. It was a seamless deal. We went from one family company to another. Our employees, every day outside working employees, they didn't notice anything besides they uh, the address was coming on their check was coming from a different location. Like most of them said, it was seamless and great. Nobody did it. You know, nobody left or did anything. Only thing that really changes the patch on their shirt. I think you are BSing me. I, no. I was oh, I was uh, nervous because these guys are younger than me. I'm I, I was thinking, man, if I had to start over. Yeah. No. <laughs> I had been around Dennis and Justin. Well, that's a good point. Y'all knew yeah. we yeah. knew them through the years. We'd worked together. I wouldn't say on projects or things, but you know, we knew them and I think it it couldn't have been a better deal for the port in Oklahoma to grow and see where we needed to be at because Johnston's is a grain facility. They're not a port facility. Mm. So, you know, that helped us in really working with management side because Oakley's new ports and rivers and how things work. So it was it was a shoe in for us when that happened. Has it, has, how's it benefited you? Oh, tre- tremendously, I think. Uh, Johnson's was a good company. The Myburgen family is a good family, but they were very grain-minded, and everything that they did was grain-minded. Steve and Fred that ran, you know, ran this facility – they knew that there was something besides gray. And when Oakley purchases, they're a more rounded company and they understand that. And it's like Josh said, it's helped us to develop and grow and couldn't be happier, better for the employees, better for just all the way around the board. It didn't limit you. Didn't No, no didn't limit you. And doesn't try yeah. to control you. Not try to control you. And they had a, they had the same mindset that the port was built on, in my opinion. Um, so I, w- I was very pleased. You know, it, it didn't take me long to figure out that it was a good, it was a good purchase for yeah. them to purchase us. Probably nerve wracking there in the boat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah when what, you're my age and trying to happen? figure out what am I going to do now if I have to find another job. Yeah, I'll be at Walmart or something. And kept everybody. Kept yeah, everybody. We didn't lose not one person. Yeah. The was, management, we didn't lose one person. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so very happy that it turned out the way it did. Yeah, I am too. I'm gonna tell you this is this has been <laughs> been great. Doesn't seem like it's been that long since 2014, but it's been great. It, you know it, and I don't know if it messed y'all up or not, but we trucking got wind of it, of course, and and we started wanting to come in and have a presence and realize there's some opportunity here with some trucks and another terminal. And we built a new office over here and that's been great for us. That has helped us. And of course you guys have helped us tremendously working together just to be able to get that going and keep it going. So trucking, is trucking being here? Is that, it's always an added plus when you can put a package deal together. You know, with Johnston's, we wasn't able to offer that. We was able to offer it, but we wasn't able to offer it under one name. Yeah. So when you can tow it, barge it, handle it, and then truck it for one customer. Does that get their attention? It gets their attention. I mean, I, I've worked on many deals with the customer of Dow Powell. They love that one check or that one bill coming under one name so they don't have to source outsource anything else and when you can go to a customer and say i can take care of you from the front end to the back end they love it i can only imagine yeah i know we use that pretty regular with a lot of customers and, and it also helps us on the other side of it when we have a new customer that comes to the port that says we want you to unload or reload a barge for us Almost 90% of the time, they say, well, Oakley Trucking has already moved and handled things for us. We love their quality of work. We have to love how they handle things. We want to be here at the port and keep that going with you guys. So that it, we help sell each other all the time. Yeah, yeah that's a big added benefit from customers. Oakley Trucking is a 100% owner-operator company. We specialize in hopper bottom, end dump, and pneumatic trailers. We provide the trailer free of charge, and you provide the truck. We have a large customer base that reaches the whole United States as well as parts of Canada. Our owner-operators live anywhere from Texas to North Carolina to Pennsylvania to Wisconsin and everywhere in between, and we get them home weekends. We take it seriously when you join Oakley Trucking because we need you to be successful. Oakley offers great benefits and competitive mileage pay, so you know that when your wheels are turning, you're generating money no matter if you're loaded or empty. We understand that you want to make a good living and that you make our living. We only take on independent contractors, and to be honest with you, we are very particular on who we lease on. You must have a good driving record, good work history, and clean, dependable truck. So if you're interested in Oakley Trucking or just want some more information, you can go to oakleytrucking.com, listen to our weekly podcast, The Oakley Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. What else, guys? We're going to cover. Pig out. Yeah. Tell me, what is, what is the pig out? Uh, well, <laughs> on the other hand, the Oakley Trucking, the Oakley Trucking Appreciation Day is always a good thing. Yeah. And on right after that we always have the pig out. So it somewhat originated with our father many years ago. And Josh, can you speak better on the how that Yeah, they about? originally would bury a pig and we had originally started out 
for appreciation for the truck drivers. And we they buried a pig a year or two. And sometimes that would go well. Sometimes it wouldn't when they was cooking the pig in the ground. Yeah, so, let's clarify. We're not burying a lot of And somebody will think yeah, that. Yeah. Say so. so we, they were barbecuing a pig in the ground. And after a few years, they got some smokers and just started growing into more of a customer appreciation. And it grew big. I mean, we are now up to three to four pigs on our smokers and we smoke the pigs. We serve the food and we have at least five, 600 customers come in for that appreciation. It's in October and it it's one hell of a bit to everybody comes in and gets to see each other. And it's one of the only events where our customers all come together like our fertilizer customers mm-hmm. uh, in the industry they we get them all here at one time yeah and it's grown into something that you can't yeah. quit now no mm-hmm. can't quit now and families of different customers have said well i've brought my kids and it's just grown and grown i mean we've done it for over 30 some years and they come mm-hmm. from way off. They come from way off. They fly, everybody flies in or drives in and makes it an event. I mean, they, it happens on Thursday or Friday night, and they come in and see their customers and come in and have a few drinks with us and eat some barbecue. So you give them that personal touch, I guess. Yes, and they love it. Yeah, meet each other and meet y'all and see the facility yeah. it goes a long way. Good. What else y'all got on your list we need to cover? Oh, you think we ought to cover that uh, QR code y'all were telling me about yeah. yesterday? Oh, yeah, we could. Um, Do you have one? We could show? Yeah. I'll go grab one. Yeah. QR code. It's the deal for the truckers to look up their load number, oh. truckers, dispatchers. Uh, that's one of the problems that the drivers have. You know, their dispatchers are supposed to tell them which side it loads on, north or south. We have fertilizer on both. And it's mainly fertilizer truck that are hauling fertilizer. So our IT department developed a, I, I don't really, I'm not an IT, I'm not techie, so I don't really know the right terminology, but it it's a place that they can go on a website where they can put in their load number and that will tell them if it's a first of all if it's a good load number if it is a good load number it's going to tell them if it's shipped or not shipped and then it's going to tell them which side it loads on and oh so it's actually so they have to they can scan they can scan scan this or they can their load number yeah scan that and it loads up on their iPhone or their Android yeah. Android phone, and it, the it's an app. Okay, you get on your phone, then you press on that app, and it brings up. You put in your load number, and then it'll tell you just what Lee was saying: your north us. side, south side, if it's a good number or bad number. Whether what our hours of operation are. 
So it helps the driver, helps our office personnel because they're not getting calls. You know, helps there it is. There. That's it. Yeah, gives directions to. And it even has a map on it. If you scroll down, and show you where we're at. So they need this, the QR code somehow. Yeah. Yep. And if the guy has his book open and he's just like we do here, we even have the stamper. We just stamp that right on his stuff and just go from there. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that needs to be a. Well, sure enough, in the hands of. Of dispatchers, dispatchers, <laughs> the dispatchers. A lot of our dispatchers have already have it, and they use it. If say Oakley buys fertilizer from somebody else, which happens in this industry on a regular basis, and they don't have access to those load numbers, they can pull that up, punch a load number in, and it'll tell them what's been picked well, up or not. With six or seven hundred trucks coming in here, you gotta have some organization oh, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And it's always a little if you're never been here, it's always a little intimidating coming down a long road and you got all these lines. And you got three trucks. lines of trucks sitting in Which the middle one of the road. do I get in? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you need to know ahead of time. Yeah. By, through your dispatcher or hopefully he could send this to him. Yeah, or the dispatcher use it. I mean, the dispatcher until you know ride yeah. north and or south side. A lot of the drivers when they come in and out, we've we've given that to them on their bill ladings and okay. things like that. That's what the stamp is for, so, so have, they can stamp it right on the bill lading. So they got into there, and everybody's got a cell phone today. It's just greatly streamlined a lot yeah. of that confusion. Y'all can turn them out of here pretty quick, can't you? Yeah, about when everything to, clicks right, we can. About when everything's going, we can about 40 trucks an hour. What do we have? 15 different loadouts for yeah. fertilizer? Yeah. Actually, oh, wow. it's actually 14, but 15 is when you include in the blend. Yeah. yeah five That's sets of truck true. scales. Yeah. Seven docks. You got five truck scales? Yeah. You got two here. You got two down there. Yeah, we have one other up on our north end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we can discharge fertilizer on the conveyor at two locations, one on the north side, one on the south side. And then during season, to help accommodate our customers we that are loading out, I mean, we'll have a line of trucks, and sometimes we have up to 20, 25 trucks, and we're loading a truck out every seven minutes, but it's still not fast enough. So we'll set up on a dock, a, another discharge dock, and we'll unload through a hopper conveyor system, a mobile one that we have set up and what I we call I saw that years, you, you did. Yeah, our, a certain, our conveyor source. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, a mobile did. conveyor system that can go to any multi-purpose dock and therefore can accommodate that product and going directly to the truck. So where'd y'all buy that at? <laughs> yeah, that's, his, <laughs> that's Josh's mind. That's my mind. <laughs> so they took an old fleet truck the box truck knocked off the the box and josh took a couple welders and guys that were very good at engineering said this is this is what i want and the guys made it happen and at first conveyors in the boneyard at first it was i don't know now it's very well used and the guys enjoy using it (laughs) that's pretty easy we can load it off load barge for our customers like that at two or three other docks if needed so you know, when it's fertilizer season, we open the door for it. We help accommodate 
our customers and our drivers. Our main, our drivers are our main advertisement. They want to come here. They want to load here because they know they can get in and out. And we take care of. So that's what they like. I mean, we can't make all of them happy, but we try. How do you a place this size and all the stuff that's going on here uh, that's that's happening, moving parts, how do you address safety on a facility like this? Well, we have Kenny Wilmoth. Start with Kenny Wilmoth. Kenny's also been a main key. We haven't brought him up in this interview. Kenny's been with us 30-some years, yeah. too. And he's been our safety director for 20-some years yeah. now. And Kenny first started working out on the docks with us, grain department in the docks. So he grew up in the business, ran the wash dock, and the wash dock. And and then we moved Kenny over to the safety side. He kind of just grew into it and has done very well. Kenny understands the employee side of things, the management side of things, but then there comes the safety side. And we will look at certain subjects and try to make the best decision so we can have the best outcome on how we need to handle or build or take care of our employees. You know, we have grown and grown with the safety side of things as the day or the years have gotten along with this, but we have to slow down sometimes yeah. and make ourselves yeah, we have our monthly meetings. We have our computer automated safety meetings, our training, our sign offs. So we feel that we. Who controls? I mean, who you have to report to on that? Or who monitors you? Is it OSHA, OSHA or? OSHA. Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Oh. Ooh. But Kenny stays on top of that 100%. Uh, they do random inspections and stuff. They do random inspections on the boat side. They yep. do, uh, you know, UA tests on the boat side of things. So, and Coast Guard has came along a lot too from yeah. thirty years ago. They're well, they're making us do a lot more than what we used to. Boat inspections, to dock inspections, to you know, life jacket inspections. So. We have a real good working relationship with our local Coast Guard. I mean, they they know we toot our own horn here, but we they know we want to do things right. And when they come on to the facility, they see things are clean. They see that we care about what we're doing. So that makes them have a, you know, they're not, you know, if you walk in and it's junky, you're looking for something because yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. And we strive to do a good job for the Coast Guard. And we want to set the example, not be the example. And so, which, which makes me think of your captains, your yeah. tugboat captains out here. And are they, I mean, I guess they come in and that's their job as they're on that tugboat all day, moving barges, whatever Dwayne's telling them to do, yeah. or y'all telling them to do down there all day. And, they're regulated, right? Yes. Regulated by the Coast Guard. And, of course, anything that's on the water side, boat side, is regulated by the Coast Guard. Those guys, 
Jimmy, I brought him up. He's one of my senior captains. He's been here uh, probably close to 30 years now. Wow. He's a seasoned captain. How'd he get to that point? He started washing barges. Yeah. He started, Jimmy started, he worked for the Seed Lad. Yeah. One of the guys that did contract barge washing here. And he eventually came to work at Port 33. He decked, he worked his way up to a wheelhouse and he's been there ever since. And the, you know, one thing that makes, if you go from safety to operations to just in general, the port and it operating smoothly, whether it's harbor side or land side, the one key thing is people. If you don't have good people, you'll struggle. And that's one good thing about Port 33. We've always had really good people that are willing to do what it takes to get the job done. Um, Makes a world of difference. It, it makes a world of difference. And people that care about what they're doing, I mean, that's just the, I mean, that's the difference between night and day. And that's the difference between good ports and ports that show. Good companies, so, good trucking companies, good bad trucking companies. Yeah, right. It's people. all about people. Yeah. And, you know, well, we might be the ones that's looking over everything, but those guys are the ones that are making stuff happen. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the ones that's loading the trucks or the ones that's decking when it's raining and cold. And if they were doing it wrong, then that would make your job a whole lot. That's correct. More hectic. That's correct. So you, you got to say that for them, but back to the Harbor side of it, you know, that's a, that's a huge responsibility and it takes about, Minimum of about four years to get a guy from the deck to the wheelhouse. And so you don't just run out and hire captains. You have to kind of breed them and raise them up here. And that's kind of what we've done here. I I can just imagine one program driving one of those out there. I mean, you got a lot of responsibility. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pushing some barges around. You've got a bridge right here. I don't you got to maneuver around. I mean, you just got all kind. Of, it would be a challenge. I and it's the middle of the night, and it's raining, and it's thirty degrees out. Yeah, yeah. So you, you do y'all do run them at twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. So you got both twenty four seven. I mean, both captains y'all got here. We currently today have five captains. Okay. And they do a rotation. I. Really, it's uh, four captains, and I have Charlie Smith. He's he's now doing our fertilizer, but he's also a licensed captain. Oh, is he? Yeah. So Charlie's all around, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we brought Charlie back in when Luke got sick. So Lee was ready to pull his hair out when that, when that went down. Yeah, and one day. <laughs> it took me a whole day to figure out there's not enough for me to yeah. do this. Yeah. So. Brought Charlie back in, which Charlie had been in that position before, and it was like a shoe in. He just fell right back into it, took off with it, and really the team between them three operating from the fertilizer to the boats to the docks, it takes all three of them to control it. So they all work very well together. They don't mind if they overspeak each other, if they step on each other's toes. There's none of that. Nah, never. And... You know, and that's the one thing that works very well with all of us. And I think that's just because 
I mean, hell, Steve and Fred brought us up. They taught us, and they taught us that even though if you piss, moan, and bitch, fight, you still got to make this place work. Yeah. And end of the day, they made this their priority, and that's just how we live. And very happy for Charlie. Like Josh is saying, I was diagnosed with brain cancer and had an operation uh, in April of this year and went through radiation and got done with everything about two months. And I'm just very happy to be here at Oakley's back here in this family. And you're back and back at it. Yeah, yeah. slowly getting back at it and because of these guys. And, and that's why I like this place. Yeah, that's we, good. Justin, uh, Justin was very well done. Work with during that just uh, Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to. Yeah. Man, that's part of it, you know, yeah. it's it's part family when you have those, you know, one family that y'all had prior to Oakley, and then you got Oakley and then you join together, well then you become yeah, yeah. you know, we may be stepbrothers, but yeah. <laughs> but we still family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We even managed to fish yeah. a little bit with Lee yeah. Yeah, a few times. We try to get out of here and go fishing once in a while. So that's really good stuff. I mean, it, it uh, you know, to me, you guys have, have got a, uh, well, sometimes I don't realize it. I'll sit down and talk to you like this, but you know, the foundation that Steve and Fred built over all those years, you know, 30 something years. I mean, they put their life into this place. Fred's life was in this place. You couldn't kick him out of here. Yeah. This is his, like I say, it was his DNA of this place. And he's, you did an amazing job. Fred's a great person. And he's still spreading his DNA. <laughs> <laughs> he's still yep. spreading yeah. it. Over North Little Rock. He's yeah. in North Little Rock now yeah. working uh, at the main office. So that's really good. But uh, y'all y'all built a fantastic place here. Y'all be proud of it. Appreciate sure. that. I, I think you, uh, you know, I think you've uh, delivered and described uh, some good stuff here that I think will help people understand, you know, your customers understand. The rest of the Oakley family understand because you know as well as I do, we may all be under Bruce Oakley, but half the time we don't know what each other does, you yeah. know. So it's always good to hear that kind of stuff. So anything else y'all like to add? Cover everything on notes? I think that's about it. I think it's really good. Okay. Appreciate everybody listening. What a great episode here at Port 33. And we're trying to highlight the you know, what Port 33 is, the guys that work here, the employees. I mean, it just goes to show you what this company's like, what Oakley's like. And, you know, when they bought it back in 2014, they knew, knew what they were doing, getting, you know, purchasing somebody that uh, had the same values that Oakley does. So great episode. I appreciate everybody, appreciate everybody listening to the Oakley podcast every week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.